up, Lincoln? Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sippel, Jake Sorensen, early break. It's been a very interesting show so far. Fun, shaper, and interesting. Good. We, Good we, had, we had Ross Dellinger of SI.com on. He had an interview. He talked with Mickey Joseph for a couple days here in Lincoln recently. Okay. And you can find his article coming out tomorrow on SI.com. He dropped some good nuggets there for Mickey. Uh, really interesting so stuff. So he was from embedded, Ross huh? Yeah, that's the well embedded. embedded right there. With the yeah, he told he and staff me. He told the staff we need some effing players. We need some effing players. Uh, TMZ. We have to get the TMZ problem. <laughs> okay. By the way, Mike Schaefer with us twenty four seven sports for the Mike for the Mike Schaefer Hour. Schaefer will be interested. Sponsored by Trek CBD. What did you got? Sip always. I, I, I love Sip's dives through Twitter because it, it gets kind of crazy sometimes, and he. This one caught him off guard during the commercial break. He had to bring it to the air. Jerry Lee Lewis is trending. So hey, I just what naturally, did you say to me? when you Schaefer does this, whenever you see someone trending, you know that you're interested in. You wonder why he's trending. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry right now, Lee there's Lewis. about three specific reasons why anyone sort of trends at this point. Mm. And what are they? Uh, you're dead. Number one. You have done something in which you're offering a public apology, and it's going poorly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And number three. And then I had another one in my brain, and it's just completely gone at this point in time. (laughs) You've been canceled? Uh, I've been canceled or something like that. Maybe. I mean, if this was a few years ago, you'd say probably during the height of the the Me Too stuff. So then you just sort of assume. Yeah, if you see an actor. Yeah, something's coming out there. Spacey. Um. Yeah. Okay. Jerry so he, Lee Lewis. Is he Lewis. trending for different reasons than Kanye? Is that what you're saying? Jer- Here's the... Yes. Yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis is trending, and I thought, is he dead? That's what is he, he did say, Oh, yeah. God, did he die? The lead, the, the lead to the story in TMZ is Jerry Lewis is not dead, as we previously reported. <laughs> no, no. No, TMZ. <laughs> He, oh, they no. write this. We're told the rock and roll legend is alive, living in Memphis. Earlier today, we were told by someone claiming to be Lewis's rep that he had passed. Mm. That turns out not to be the case. Oh, no. And they say this. TMZ regrets the air. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure that you do. I'm glad they were alive. That's well. just. Oh, that's, that's, think about it. There's a lot of people today walking around think Jerry Lee Lewis is dead. Because they don't see that. They didn't see the after report. They don't, they don't see. They, they don't, don't, don't report that I'm dead when I die. Jerry Lee Lewis is Before indeed I alive. Die, Jake. He's, he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Sipple's dead, but he's right there talking. Yeah. He looks, I may look dead, and Jerry Lee Lee Lewis may look dead. To clear alive. up any confusion, can you just tweet, I am alive, every morning? <laughs> yes. Like, before you start the show. <laughs> Good morning, yes. world. We I'm just still know. alive. I don't and know. then what's going to happen is, invariably, there'll be a day you forget, and we all get concerned. <laughs> and then we Sipple's wonder. dead. And then we're reaching out to people. Hey, hey Sipple, you, seen Sipple? Sipple, you, you right? heard from Sipple? Just report that I'm dead. And then you can regret the it, air later. I'm alive, baby. All right, Schaefer. 
What else do you want to talk to Schaefer about? Well, a lot of stuff. There's a lot. Because there's a lot oh, of schedule. About. schedule. Yeah, the schedule's out for Nebraska football for 2023. They The first two games are on the road. Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota, a Thursday night in Minneapolis. Then they go to Colorado after that. And then a lot of home games before you go mm-hmm. on the road to Illinois in early October. Let's start with the, the first two games on the road. <clears throat> Nebraska has not been on the road for the first two games for, what, 70 years? Is that what it was, Sip? Something like that? It's been a long, long time. Minnesota and Colorado off the bat. What were your impressions of seeing two road games to begin the season? Well, I think we we kind of knew it, right? Like this was the schedule that had existed previously. Yep. The difference now is it's a Thursday game. Yep. Uh, and that thwarts some ideas that folks had that maybe like some other teams, because Nebraska was playing a conference game right away, they can move up a game to week zero and play a uh, an opponent there at home and then you can go you know home road road but I don't think it's that big of a deal I mean I there's like a uh comic factor to me that Nebraska fans won't get to see their new head coach in his like first home game until game three uh, I find that comical in a in a way that a like, it doesn't way. it doesn't really it's a dark matter. way it's a dark like way. it's a completely irrelevant doesn't matter thing but it's kind of funny because it's like annoying, I imagine, to some level of fan. So hmm. that's the type of terrible person I am. But uh, <laughs> that was an you know, interesting take. Yes, I, I don't. I like conference games right off the bat. I like hmm. watching teams like this play each other. I mean, hmm. who among us was not very interested in Purdue Penn State to start the year? <laughs> That Thursday night game. Was we really were. Who among us was not interested in Purdue Northwestern several <laughs> years ago? Or Minnesota, Ohio State, when that was a Friday Oh, game. that was big. Um, that was big. These teams play it. Nebraska can do it, too. I don't need to hear the whining about the schedule or how unfair it is or why they can't ever just get the Kansas State start of 3-0 and against three tomato cans. and It's football. Would Show that be up nice for play. your first like, head coach, though? You know, for as much as we hear people about how there's this de-evolution of standard of what Nebraska football is, mm-hmm. like, 25 years ago, if Nebraska opened the season against Minnesota on a Thursday, it'd be a welcome challenge. Nobody would care. It'd be great to see Nebraska start the year off against a, an opponent that's regarded relatively highly. What a challenge. Now it's just like, Everyone just grabs and clutches their pearls and cries about how difficult it is. And when is Nebraska going to get a normal start to their schedule? Like, are we hearing that? Did you hear that on the board? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I felt board? like that was like a, a complaint. The, 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 the problem it wouldn't be a problem if Nebraska had been winning those games. Well, that's right? the if, thing. if Nebraska beat Northwestern, if they beat Illinois last year, you'd, you'd say, "Yeah, welcome this challenge." You know, obviously. you can do you can win the damn football games. Like, I, I felt this when Bill Moose was complaining in 2020, and like. Everyone has to play games. They're on your schedule. You have to beat the teams that you play. Is it unfortunate that Iowa never seems to draw Michigan and Ohio State? Yes, but that's whatever reason. That's how the schedule got drawn up. You play who you play. Like I, I just don't. I don't see a reason to get bent out of shape over these things. I um, I was not bent out of shape. I was. I thought it was. I think it's going to be very. It's, I think it's great for Nebraska fans because they can drive to these first two games. Well, yeah. I mean, and the weather will be and they will. 
The weather will be beautiful. They can, this is and a lot better than a game over in Ireland, in yeah. my opinion. I gotta get on message boards more often. I don't. I don't th- no, don't. I do don't. Because I didn't. Don't, of what you don't do that. Don't do. Well, that. I mean, to get the vibe. I didn't know that. I mean, I thought when I saw it, my thought was, okay, this is pretty cool for Nebraska fans. It's not but, like it's everybody. It's right. just a percentage of people that are upset by it. And, you know, that's kind of what you your brain takes away. I mean, I imagine most people look at it and it's kind of like, okay, that's how the schedule. Colorado will be like a home game. Yeah. Like an interesting home game. We view that as 65% Nebraska fans in that game. I would expect a high number. Is that is that too fans. far? Are we going too far with 60%? 60%? I mean, you were there in 2019. Right. Was, you know what you saw. I think, yeah. Jake, did you go to that I was, as well? I was there. Jake I was, was, kind, I was kind of there. Sort of there. <laughs> I was there, kind of. <laughs> Sip saw me in the press box. Let's okay. just go with that. In the press box. They served meatloaf there. That was great. I didn't have any. It was a, that was a nice meal. Did they serve meatloaf? Yeah, it was, it was very unusual. But yes, it was, it was. It was very good. I don't remember that because I'm sure I bypassed it. I, I completely remember it because I've never seen that happen. Meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. Meatloaf produced in mass quantity just seems dangerous to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm with you there. Mm. Meatloaf to feed 100? <laughs> I don't know. Well, and it's also their setup. It's just like... Jammed in the far corner. It's almost buffet style. Like it is buffet luck. style. It was yeah. in the corner, yeah. Yeah. Potluck meatloaf, no go for me. It was Mm-mm. good. <laughs> okay. I'll take it your word good. for it. Anyway. It was like smoked meatloaf. Really? Yeah, it was like a barbecue joint catered it in. Whoa. Okay, we gotta get back on track. <laughs> Um, Sorry, I completely ruined the show. <laughs> no, you didn't. Meatloaf put the Colorado. Okay, the, what what about this? What that was my big takeaway, clearly, from that game. The t- another takeaway from this schedule is the crossovers, which Michigan, Maryland, and uh, Michigan State. Michigan so, State on the road. So you yeah. get Two Michigan. Home games. Yeah, you get Michigan and Lincoln on September thirtieth. You go to East Lansing on November fourth, and you get Maryland and Lincoln November eleventh. So it's that's not easy. I got to compliment you. You've got the dates down and everything. Yeah. I am not at that point yet. Like, it takes me probably a good week of just kind of looking at it to get it all organized, and then I can kind of do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not there. Well, I was, struck, I was struck by Michigan coming in that early, and I was struck by those games, which people are – some people are saying, I know, well, that's not that bad going to Michigan State and playing Maryland back-to-back in November. I don't know. It seems pretty hard. It's, it, th- that's not easy. Is, it is could tongue, be worse. Is Tongue of a yeah. back next year for Maryland? What, what year is he? I think he will be off to the NFL. Okay, well that helps. That helps. Um, Again, I I don't project depth charts in this day. I feel like Nebraska usually plays Michigan State in November. At least that's kind of when it's been most of the time. Yeah, I don't think that will be an easy game. Yeah. Well, no. Why would I? Why? And and I was telling Jake in this day and age, how? Why do we say things like that? Easy game. Well, the roster turnover is such that it's hard to really even project these games yeah i think it's also you know it's not unfair to acknowledge that nebraska's been in a roster churn for several years and it hasn't resulted in a quick fix so right. you shouldn't expect right. one for 2023 right and, and tucker might revamp again sure right he's gonna, he's gonna have to right so what why would we try to figure out what michigan state is right now it's it's fools it's a fool's errand basically. yeah the i think peyton thorne could still be there their quarterback um you know, what is around them is going to be subject to who stays and what they land in the portal. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. There's schedule it, talk. Honestly, 
the portal, as much as anything, has made it difficult to basically just like look far ahead into the future. That's of, that's what I was of what you're going to play. That's yeah, the essence these of teams what I've could been look saying. Totally to different Jake. next season, all of yeah. them. Right. That's that, Yeah. It's it's been. I know we're all sort of we for many many years we we look at these schedules and we project what teams are going to look like. Why? Well, I'm suggesting what Schaefer just said. Why? Why do it? I mean, the portal changes everything. Nebraska's going to look a lot different. Next yeah, year. there's certain teams that you have a an indication like you know Ohio State's going to be good portal or no portal. True. You assume Michigan's going to be good portal or no portal, mm-hmm. and the hope is someday Nebraska can be a team that's like assumed that. to be like that. like Georgia and Alabama, yeah. not Tennessee. Jake, um, hey, Tennessee's good this year. Yeah, they're good this year. But what's that? Is that, is that sustainable? I don't we'll know. See, we'll see. We don't know. Okay, so Nebraska plays Minnesota to begin next season. So I'm, I'm curious, Schaefer, at this point, we have about a month to go until a decision is made at the head coach spot. Is it, is it going to be Mickey? Is it going to be somebody else? I mean, at this point, will you be surprised if it's not Mickey? Or what? how whoa, do you stand whoa, at this point? Or, if you, yeah. or, or maybe surprised if it is Mickey. I, last week I offered to the Husker 24-7 crew a question on our podcast okay. that was essentially – if you had to guess right now, is it Mickey or the field uh, for Nebraska's head coach? Yeah, what was the answer? And they both went field. I went Mickey. Ooh. Um, so there's Brunson, obviously Christofferson. Yep. So there's obviously it's not like there's any uniformity yet, um, one way or the other. But I continue to believe that if Nebraska plays adequately well over these next five games, like if they win two of them. I wouldn't be surprised at all if after the Iowa game it's announced that Mickey Joseph is Nebraska's head coach. Whoa. Would not be surprised. Bowl game or not? Yeah, I don't know that he has to make a bowl game if Trev Alberts determines that he likes what he saw from Mickey Joseph in his first go-around with a flawed roster in a tough situation. So um, if he thinks this is a guy that can build a program and he wants to see more based on you know his experience of working with him, and as Mickey Joseph has kind of himself said, he's in the chair right now. I mean, he's... He's auditioning for the job in a way that nobody else gets to. Uh, he's having conversations with Trev Alberts that's basically a uh, future look of what it would be like if Mickey Joseph was the head coach. Like You get a lot of visual there if you're Trev. If you think that you're seeing things that go beyond just a straight result on the field that gives you an indication that this guy can be your next head coach, you're going to get that in a way that you won't, you know, with – Lance Leipold or Matt right. Campbell or Matt Rule or whatever. So I continue to think if you were making a betting favorite, I would make Mickey Joseph the favorite. Right if be, Because he's in the chair. Right. I mean, if if you're an AD, you're and, the And I interview. think his relationship with Trev is strong enough mm-hmm. that they might have already had some of these future conversations of, like, this is what it looks like. If this you, is what I want to do. If you're, this is where I yeah. want to take things. It's not what you see right now. I mean, if you're Mickey Joseph, you're probably making a little bit of a pitch. Like, what you're getting right now is me in survival mode. Mm-hmm. What you're going to get if you hire me isn't going to look exactly like uh, What's going on in my – one way you can look at this is if you're another AD, you study this situation, and one takeaway is if you are inclined toward hiring someone from the outside, don't put a legit candidate in the interim chair. Yeah. Because, because that – that interim candidate may pick up a lot of momentum, which Mickey has. Yeah. Even at two and two, Mike. Yeah. Even at two and two. Now, here's what's happening. 
Ross Dellinger of SA.com is going to drop a story tomorrow morning, and it's going to mean more momentum for me. Yes, Mickey. it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Because he, he's going to come off well. He tells the staff in a meeting, we need effing players. Fans are going to love that, and it's going to continue to grow. Now, it'll, it'll not grow. It'll stop. Growth will stop to that conversation. Momentum will halt if Illinois comes in here and bullies Nebraska around, right? If they push Nebraska around for 60 minutes and win easily – a lot of the Mickey talk will subside substantially, right? I don't know if it'll be substantial because I think Illinois is viewed as pretty good. And so the idea being that if Nebraska is a flaw, because I, I think what has happened is you have people that are taking it, you know, this isn't the Nebraska that you're expecting under Mickey Joseph. So you're trying to separate those right. two things. Good point. Into two different it's categories. That's a good point. And yeah. I, I look players. at, you know, that Purdue game, whereas, you know, some people look at it as a loss to Purdue. I think that you saw in there some real, you know, window into how he can coach. Like, they had to play a specific way mm-hmm. to have a chance in that game. And they did. And they actually did what they needed to do. They just couldn't score enough points or get a key stop. And that, you know... That game had all the potential to be fifty-four to ten, the way that it started. Started, yeah. Um, so I I give them a lot of credit from a coaching standpoint to put Nebraska in a position yeah. in which they could have won that game. The question people are going to have regarding Mickey, if he's the coach next year, is and I think it's I believe he could do it, but he's never had to assemble a staff before. That is not a concern. Of you don't him. think it's a, a, it's really not? I think between his connections in the football world. His brother in the NFL, like he's got enough people that he can go to to find quality candidates. And quite frankly, with Clink, with with Kingsbury standing with the Cardinals, could Vance Joseph be on Nebraska staff? Could you turn yes. around and go to Trev Alberts and be like, "Yes, you know, my I'm bringing in my brother, an NFL defensive coordinator, a former NFL head coach. He's going to be right here with me as we go through this. A guy that's." universally loved by the players in the NFL. Like, I don't know if Vance Joseph wants this or not, but if, if that's an option and you can take that to Trev Alberts Pretty right big. away, I don't know that Trev Alberts is like, yeah, I've got concerns about Vance Joseph putting together his no, staff. No, the, no. If Mickey can play that card, yeah. that's a big card. Big card. Well, and then I think you would hold over a couple people. Like we're, we're probably talking about six or seven hires and the biggest of which is going to be who runs your off-season stuff, your strength and conditioning, and the offensive line. Yeah, coach. who's making half? Those that? are the two biggest hires. Those are the ones totally where agree. he's got to come in with names, and those names need to have a resume that makes Trev Albert sit there and kind of nod a little. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, interesting. I, 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 I the more did... I talk about this, the more I'm convinced that this is the odds-on favorite of what happened. I know. I. Again, you put someone in that chair that's good or that's pretty good or at least can captivate the fan base and spark your imagination, he's in a good spot. I mean, you know, Priscilla is telling Derek, um, DP, um, on that podcast that you're going to have to you're going to have to you're going to have to wrestle this job away from my husband. I mean, he wants it. You can tell. That, yeah. Can we can, can we can we say this? He wants the job. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's been a weird undertone. Weird undertone. Simple. People. Does he even want this job? I get that all yeah. time. I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does a pretty good. That was a pretty good Polini right there. <laughs> he does. That was one of the tough early moments of my career, asking a question and then getting a "What do you think?" Oh from boy, Bo, he's staring you down. And Seven I'm just jotting in a notepad. What do I think? <laughs> 
because I can't return that glare as a college no, senior. Seven million dollars or whatever it's going. I mean, my God, yeah, he wants the job, and his wife told DP that. So scratch. So that we can one. we can just kill. That. Scratch that. Mickey one. Joseph right. wants the. If head you're coach listening show. and you belong to a message board, spread the word. Mickey Joseph wants. The Here's job. the deal. Speaking of message boards, now now they're going to be a lot of people on message boards are going to be very annoyed with this conversation because there's a lot of pushback. Oh yeah, a lot of people think you need someone in that chair that's more experienced, has Power Five well, head coaching experience. Which I a, get that. I get that. I totally get it. A lot of concern that if Nebraska can't get this higher right, it's just going to continue to spiral to the point where it makes it even harder for the next and then the next. And so there's there's a real fear aspect uh, to all of this. Mm-hmm. Like Texture says there on that note, if we if it's Mickey, we are settling. Ooh. Here's where you're not settling on Schaefer. Schaefer understands this acutely. What what I think people overlook with Mickey is the recruiting element. Yeah. I think we've settled in for players here. Mickey will not settle for players for for a substandard roster. He he will not. There's two I, things I, I, I disagree no, with that. Yeah, I have no concern about what Mickey Joseph can put together in terms of a staff that can recruit. I have none. I think Nebraska will be a top 20 recruiting operation the entire time. Like, you know, this year it'll be a little bit tough. But if he gets a full-time job, I think they have some potential big moves left on that board that could change some of the recruiting rankings. Uh, I have no concern about him putting together a top 20 class every year going forward. Now, does that talent stay in Lincoln and develop in Lincoln over time? That's been as big of an issue as anything else. Well, you would think Mickey... Because of his overall recruiting prowess, his personality, his mindfulness um, about the program in general, will do a better job of retention. Retention has been yeah. a bit – talent retention has been a problem here, right? Yeah. And now, Mickey, that's just part of now the recruiting conversation, yep. right? You recruit your own roster. Do it every day. If Mickey can recruit from the outside, he can recruit from the inside too. Mm-hmm. And he's in the building now. And he can. There's no restrictions on recruiting your right, roster. Right. You can recruit it every day. If you think a kid's wayward, you start recruiting him again. Right? So, again, Shafe, I'm telling you, Jake, people are right now driving and they're pissed because they're listening to us make this case for Mickey. There's a there's a large segment that will say, you guys are, are getting too emotional. You're letting, I understand They it. are. You're here. Yeah, I, I, I guarantee I, I you. see it every day. Well, yeah. how, how about this response? Uh, Gary says this. Is is Mickey a more effective recruiter when he's not the head coach because he can focus more time on that? Overthink. How, how many head coaches are, are actively like recruiting? I all the think time? his value as a head coach that he derives in a way that you can't do when you're an assistant coach is he can build out the organization of like-minded individuals that are like him that are driven, really driven to recruit. You're not going to see guys that end up on the staff that offer no value in recruiting. He's not going to see too much of that, to be honest. Yeah. Over the last 10 years, three different staffs, we could probably name three to five coaches that added value, minimal value to no value as Mm -hmm. recruiters. Mickey won't tolerate it. Yeah, Yeah. Mickey won't tolerate that. I I think having him as the the face of what you're doing, you know, like – you get this. I, it's not like you write a ton of them, but you've written some of them, and you certainly read them. When kids come in to visit, the last thing they generally do is meet with the head coach. That's the final impression, mm-hmm. and then they usually have their round of interviews or whatever as they're going home. 
And there's always the question, you know, I'm always asking this when I'm talking to a kid that's just visited, what did you think of Scott Frost? What did you think of Mike Riley? What did you think of Bo Pelini? That is such an important question because as much as the position coach has value, as much as the other people on the roster matter to him, if they don't feel like they like or trust or get along with the head coach or want to play for the head coach, they'll say something milk toast and move on and never consider Nebraska again. If you have a head coach that gets you fired up as a recruit, that's going to keep your interest through that, it. Mike just answered a texter's question. He did. He just answered it. No. Yeah. It's in, what, what's happening right now is fascinating to me. Um, if they beat Illinois. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. It gets real loud. Positively. Yeah. yeah. For Mickey. Yeah. That'd be, I mean, that'd be the best win that people have seen around here since 2016. Since 2016 when they beat Oregon. Yeah, and that wasn't even an Oregon team that ended up being particularly good. Oregon had that big running back go down in the first series. Royce Freeman went down. His point. You you love Royce. He loves Royce. Yeah, Roy. I remember seeing Royce and thinking, man, that first series, he looks good. Then he went down, and I thought, they're going, Nebraska's going to win the game. If you have questions for Schaefer, please call or text 402-464-5685. More next on Early Break in the Ticket. 